Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of James with part two of this sermon entitled, The Blessed Man, preached June the 21st, 2013. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to James chapter 1, verse 12. So number two point, the cursed man. If you are a cursed man or woman here, God is merciful if today you repent truly and believe savingly in Jesus Christ and you will become a blessed person. James 1.13 through 15 tells what is waiting for those who will not endure temptation. Those who shift blame to God to parents, pastors, spouses, and live the medical model of irresponsibility. Such people blame God for all their troubles. They take credit for all the good things they receive from God's hands. So, in these verses, God commands. God commands. It's an imperative. God commands. He never begs. He commands all people everywhere to repent. He commands all people everywhere to believe in Jesus Christ and be saved. He commands. And your pastor does the same thing. I never beg. I command. Paul was told to command the rich. So God commands, let no one being tempted say. That is pastor's translation, shut your mouth. Did you hear that, sir? Shut your mouth. Let not one being tempted say that I am being tempted by God. That is, I am innocent. I am blameless, but God is evil. He is giving me trouble. That argument is very popular, sir, but it cannot fly because it is a big fat lie for three reasons. First, God is untemptable of evil. Apeirastos kakon. God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. He is perfect God. No evil can tempt him and make him fall like the devil and our first parents, Adam and Eve. Paul says in Titus 1 verse 2, God is a pseudos, which means God is incapable of lying. God is truth. He cannot lie. So James says God is apeirastos. He is untemptable. He is holiness. He is perfection. That's reason number one. Number two. He does not tempt a single person in his universe. He is the creator of all. And all he created was very good. Genesis 1.31, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. James denies God is the source of evil. 
He is the source of all good. It is a falsehood. It is a deception to say God is the source of evil. So he will tell us in James 1.16 and 17. Don't be deceived my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the father of the heavenly lights. Who does not change like shifting shadows. Yes there is a mystery of evil. But. That God is not the source and author of evil is no mystery. It is clearly revealed in the Holy Scriptures. So stop blaming God for all your troubles. As God tested Abraham, he tests man, not that he may sin and fail, but that he may triumph in the testing by divine help. So when you are tempted, God will also provide a way out so that you can endure it successfully. Number three, man is responsible for his sin. Blame shifting is an ancient sin. Adam and Eve were created perfect, yet they sinned in paradise Then they blamed God. Genesis 3, 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. And God called him to account and this is what he said. The man said, the woman, you... Put here with me. She gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. I just obeyed you by obeying the woman. Don't say that God is tempting me. James says each one is being tempted. Hupotes idias epithumias. By his own evil desires within him. By his own evil heart. So Jesus said. Matthew 15. For out of the heart come evil thoughts. Murder. Adultery. Sexual immorality. Theft. False testimony. Slander. Your own heart is wicked. And don't blame Pastor Matthew for your sin. And I have seen that too. Though a Christian is not under sin. Sin still dwells in him. But in Christ it is possible for him to overcome sin. Only at death his spirit shall be perfected. But thank God. The law of the spirit of life has set me free. From the law of sin and death now. Yes sin still dwells in me. But Holy Spirit also dwells in me. And it is my understanding. Holy Spirit is greater than sin in me. As I am filled with the Spirit. And led by the Spirit. I am able to put to death sin. 
So Paul says in Romans 8.13, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But, 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 if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. And Romans 6.22, But now that you have been, what, sir, set free from sin, and have become, what, sir, slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. Friends set free from sin, but made slaves of God. There is no greater freedom than to be made a slave of God. If the Son has set me free, I am free indeed. But the unbeliever has no such freedom. He is described by the term non posse, non peccare. Not possible not to sin. He can only sin. Unlike us, posse, non peccare, possible not to sin. Unbeliever is a slave of sin. He can only sin night and day, every day, all his life. In his imagination, in his words, in his deeds. And he will lie and say, I'm a I'm wonderful person, I'm a fine person. Pastor, you have some problem, but I'm a fine person. My parents also have problem. God also has problem. My wife has problems. But, you know, I'm such a wonderful person, you see. He will not endure temptation. He yields to it every time, always blaming God and exculpating himself. So Peter says in 1 Peter 2, verse 11, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul, which we can do by the Holy Ghost. And Galatians 5.17, For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. Stand with the spirit, and you will experience victory, sir. Believers wage war against the lust of the flesh, that war against our souls by yielding to the Holy Spirit who rules in us. Joseph was successful in overcoming temptation. When he was tempted, we read daily. But King David, the mighty warrior, failed. Think about it. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So James counsels believers to submit to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The sinning person, friends, is an arrogant person, a weak person, a graceless person. And the psalmist says in Psalm 7:14, He who is pregnant with evil and conceives trouble gives birth to what, sir? 
disillusionment. And Proverbs 19 verse 3, a man's folly ruins his life, yet his heart rages against the Lord. So don't blame God, James says. You have found your enemy, it is not God, not your father, not your wife, not your humble pastor. It is you, your evil heart, your lust. You cannot even blame the devil. The Bible does not say, we all sinned in the devil. But we read, we all sinned in Adam. Friends, the ultimate responsibility for sin rests in every sinning person. Your lust is the mother of sin and death. People sin, sir, because, because there is very temporary pleasure in sin. The lust of man drags him, James says, and entices him as fish is dragged and enticed by the bait that hides the hook. The pleasure of eating the worm that wiggles causes the fish to swallow the bait and it is caught and killed and roasted on the fire and eaten. Think about it, what you did in the past. Peter speaks of certain false teaching as the bait. Second Peter 2.14, with eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They are experts in greed and a cursed brood. Second Peter 2.18, for they mouth empty boastful words. And by appealing to the lustful desires of sinful human nature, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They know that you like to sin. And they say to you, that's all right. That's all right. James says, when anyone yields his will to his evil desires, he sins. Lust conceives when will is yielded to it. Achan saw, coveted, and took. David saw, coveted, and took. And Jesus said this, But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. And throw it away. Take drastic action to deal with sin. Sin in the heart becomes sin in the act. The child of lust is sin, and the child of sin is death eternal. A sinner is a slave to his lust. Only true Christians can say no. To his heart's lust. He is an overcomer in Christ. Listen to this. Titus 2. 11 through 14. For the grace of God. Grace. Grace. Grace of God. That brings salvation. Has appeared to all men. He teaches us to say what sir. 
No! To ungodliness and worldly passions. Grace, sir, grace. And he gives grace to the humble. No, to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-control upright and godly lives where? In this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself up for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. In Second Peter 1 verse 4, Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. When we yield to our lust with our will, lust becomes pregnant with sin, and sin is the result of the union of the will of man with his own lust. When sin is fully grown, it gives birth to eternal death. So listen, finally, listen. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul says in Romans 7, 5, 4, when we were controlled by the sinful nature, controlled, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our bodies so that we bore the fruit for death. In Romans 8, verse 6, the mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled By the Holy Spirit is life and peace. Only two controllers. Either controlled by lust or controlled by the Spirit. The result is death or life. So by way of conclusion, the blessed man is one who by the grace of God endures temptation and becomes approved by God to receive the crown of eternal life. The cursed man is the one who is a slave to his sinful passion and receives eternal death as wages of his lifelong sin and enmity toward God whose gospel of eternal salvation He rejected. He is responsible. And he alone. Responsible for his eternal damnation. Revelation 20. Then I saw great white throne. And him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence. And there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. And books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done. As recorded in the books, if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, He was thrown into the lake of fire. Calvin expressed the following thought. Listen to it. 
those who love him are born of God. Not those who say, Lord, Lord, without obedience. Those who love him are the elect of God, effectually called, justified, adopted, being sanctified to be glorified by the love of God. They endure trial. They are approved by God and they shall receive the crown of life. And I say in conclusion, may God bless you to be the blessed Christian, proving your status by the obedience of faith, by loving God. God helping me, I will, I'll be a slave of God. I love God. I'll say no, no to sin, yes to righteousness. That's what I'm going to do. That God may smile upon me and that's my happiness. Divine benediction. Ask God to pour out upon you the Holy Ghost and live a victorious Christian life. Jesus said, he who overcomes. Jesus said, if you have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And he gives a blessing. He who overcomes. He who overcomes. He who overcomes. They left few natives in the land of Israel. To test you. To give you spiritual training in warfare. Yes sir. Warfare. Saying no. That's not all. In the same mouth I say yes. Yes. To God. Where there is sin. There is also righteousness waiting for you to do. If you are given a new nature and Holy Ghost dwelling in you, then you are able to do it. The law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray. We confess that we have sinned. We many times resolved and resolved and resolved, but we fell back into it. Oh Lord, from this day forward, help us to mark this day in which we, by grace, receive victory. Lord, a sinning person, I said, is a graceless person, a weak person. But God gives more grace. And James counsels us submit to God and resist the devil and he shall flee from you even as he left Jesus Christ therefore O God we pray we look to you for your divine assistance set your people free give us victory in Jesus name Amen